For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Hello, and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host today is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. By the way, this show is brought to you by the Facebook Ads Summit that we put on this past week. You can still get the recordings. You just got to go over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. In fact, if you happen to be here listening live today, you can still get in live on the sessions that are happening later this afternoon. Uh, it's This event you know, is ideal for any marketer because it's on Facebook ads, the thing we all need to master and improve and yep. test and analyze. And I've seen so many people thrilled with the results and the lessons they've been learning throughout this week. So anyway, socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. And with that, let's just get into the news. I won't even tell you what it is other than this first uh, this first story is something that a lot of people are having a lot of fun with this week, which it dropped this week, which is the Instagram rolling out the questions sticker for stories. So Let's talk about what this is. Let's explain what it is. What it is is essentially uh, Instagram has come out with a sticker inside of Instagram stories that is a cool way to start conversations. And how it works is you go into your stories, you go to the stickers, and then tap on the question sticker, and then you use that to type in a question on your story, and then people can tap that question sticker and reply to you. And then what happens is... That then gets uh, pulled into a queue, uh, you know, directly related to that story. You can see that responses to the question show up in a queue. You can scroll through them. You can pick one, and then it turns that response into a sticker to make another story that you can use to reply to people with. Now, your reply story doesn't have to just be a static image, although I've some I've seen some people do great things with that. Others have used video and others have used a mix of those things. And this is really cool. I mean, ultimately, I I've talked so much about this all week and been thinking about this with uh, different uses and watching different people use it in different ways. Um, Jeff and I even went live a few days ago and a few people were on there. One guy in particular, he was like, man, like I've already seen people, you know, go and do 30 different stories in a row replying to people. And that got old real quick. And I'm like, geez, 30 yeah. is 30 is too much. I think I think you do maybe five to seven, maybe up to 10. And then you stop for that session and then let it breathe and then come back. But ultimately, this is a really cool way to not only strike up engagement with your community, but for people to be able to ask and receive questions and responses in a really cool way. I mean, 
I don't know, Kim, have you been looking at this? I've I've seen some people do some really cool stuff. Um, I just I'm a little afraid of the people that are doing 30 in a row and it <laughs> taking over your whole story speed. But yeah, I think it's really cool. And I, I think it takes some of the pressure off. Sometimes there's pressure to figure out what to do on a story and it takes the pressure off because you can just have people ask you questions, which, you know puts the pressure on them instead. So I think it's, I think it's great. And there, I was looking at some of the comments and they're saying, oh no, it's going to be an ask me anything. It's going to get dirty. And that is probably true. But it's still, I think it's still a fun interaction that yeah, they came and, out with. And, and Amanda in the comments in the live show, she's saying, I think people need to ask something more creative than ask me anything. And that's true. I really hope that people yeah. do go the route of, more specificity in the setup question when mm-hmm. soliciting questions, you know, like, you know, what's your biggest, what, I don't know, what's your biggest marketing challenge for this week or something. And even that's a little bit generic, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, what did but, you learn at the summit this week about Facebook ads? It's going to yeah. change your game. What's your biggest lesson and takeaway from the summit this week for Facebook ads? That kind of a thing. Um, one of the things I want to point out though, is that, when you reply to somebody, it doesn't automatically at tag that person and it doesn't have to include their name. You can bring it in anonymously. You can bring in the question that somebody asks you anonymously. So you have that option of making that, um, you know, uh, anonymous. So you don't and you can even request it, say, hey, make this one anonymous or something like that. You could you can totally do that. Um, one that I saw yesterday that I thought was great was. Uh, and this is a great use of it too. Somebody I follow on Instagram, they said, uh, sitting and waiting for a flight for a very long time, you know, ask me some questions while I'm waiting, entertain me, you know? And so people, people were asking them questions like, what's the most, what book are you currently reading? What, um, you know, and different questions like that. And what was great was, is that she then would take a screenshot of that book. Like she zoomed it up and screenshotted it from Amazon and then made that the story and then put the question there. So you could easily see what the question was and what the big image was. And it was a really cool, unique, like it was quick and easy. And it wasn't just her sitting there like, well, my expert opinion is, you know, because we all get (laughs) sick of that. Right. So very unique, very cool. I've seen, I mean, I've seen a number of people do some really cool stuff. I've seen John Michael Morgan, who's, you know, the guy that wrote brand against the machine, do some cool Mm -hmm. stuff. Pat Flynn, um, I'm trying to think of who else, but I've, I have seen some really good examples. I have not yet gotten sick of it. In fact, I think I'm going to start using this on the social media examiner account and see what we can, you know, what cool stuff can we come up with? Interesting stuff, fun stuff, not just educational, but fun and entertaining as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is a really cool thing. Uh, so by the way, if you're not sure if you have it just yet, what you want to do is go check your stickers, see if you have it inside of your stories stickers. They said uh, that they they didn't give any kind of stipulation as to location or time frame for this rolling out. So that leads us to believe that this is going to be rolling out immediately for any and everyone on iOS, on Android. The only stipulation they say is part that it's part of Instagram version 52 on both those sets of devices. So first and foremost, if you're not seeing it, update your app or make sure you have. And number two, if you're still not seeing it, maybe sign in and sign out again or the other way around, sign out, sign Uh, in again. Yes. uh, And uh, 
Because that sometimes just jostles something loose inside of the code. I don't know. I've seen it happen for me and others where something we w- wish we had isn't there. And then we suddenly have it because we do log out and then in. So we have a question from a Facebook watcher, yes. Kareem Ataya. Um, what do you think that the effect of this new story will be on Instagram and will it go on to be on Facebook? Well, good question. <coughs> that is a great question. Um, yeah, I think it could I think it could work on Facebook. I'd love to see it work on stories for pages because then you could do it there to a much larger audience for a lot of people. Right. Uh, a right. lot of people have a, a larger audience on say Facebook um pages than they do on their Instagram account. That's the that's true for us. That may not be true for everybody. I don't know. Uh as far well, as what I think it'd be it would be good fodder for uh thinking of blog posts, like if you see mm-hmm. people asking really interesting questions, think, hey, that'd be great to write about. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing is like, hey, if you're thinking about a specific topic, it's like, hey, what questions do you have about such and such topic? Then when you know what your audience is having questions about in regards to that topic, you can then use those mm-hmm. questions to give, the, you know, craft them the answers inside of a blog post and submit that uh, to them so that they've got those answers. And you could even then promote that in that story and say, hey, I just wrote a que- I, I just wrote a blog post based on all all these answers. So, right. Yep. Yeah. Um, as far as how this affects Instagram, I mean, I think this is yet another. Oh, one of the things I want to point out um, is one of the things that that uh, Jeff C. and I were talking about when it comes down to uh, Instagram and the progress that they've been making and what they've been rolling out since uh, early this year. We, we went through really quickly and I'm going to do this really quickly. This is not planned. This is live on the fly, by the way. Um, As of since January, this is all that has rolled out as far as Instagram goes. January 23rd, they introduced the GIF stickers. February 1st, they introduced that type mode where you could do different types of fonts on solid or or different types of backgrounds inside of stories. Number uh, March 21st, they introduced hashtag and profile links in the bio. And then in April 10th, they introduced the focus camera in uh, the next one is where is it at here? May 10th, they introduced the emoji slider, which every time I say that, I get hungry for some reason. And then uh, May 17th, they, they added the sharing feed posts to stories. That's when you take someone's um, Instagram feed post and you share it to your story which is some way of, you know, sharing there. That's like almost like a retweet on Instagram in a way, right. a regram in a, in a weird way. Uh, May 22nd, they introduced that mute functionality. And in June 27th, they introduced the at mention sharing so that you could at mention people uh, inside of stories when you're sharing their stuff. And then uh, IGTV, big one. June 20th, and I was not on the show for that week. That was a a bad week for me to be out on vacation, but it was also a good week for me to be out on vacation. And then June 26th, they introduced the video chat. They updated the Explore. And let's not forget, June 28th, they introduced music into stories. And the, uh, you know, about a week and a half ago, the You're All Cut Up button or image inside of the feed. And that brings us to this that we just talked about, the questions sticker. So all of that. All of that, majority of that being um, stories updates, if you if you look at it over the last six months. So what does that say to me? It says to me Instagram is entirely uh, devoted a- into stories and 
this is yet another great thing that's added to come up with lots of different creativity and creative tools to interact and engage with one-to-one and uh, one-to-many with your audience and build your, build your brand. So there you go. Want to know what it says to me? Yes, I do. To me, it says, get on those Instagram story ads, figure out what you're doing and really learn to uh, just impress the heck out of your audience with the ads. So that's the way I think about it. That's that. Yes, that is a great takeaway. And I am seeing more Instagram story ads. And in fact, like I've said in the past, because we've talked about this briefly, um, where I have actually stopped and purchased things from Instagram newsfeed ads, I have mm-hmm. actually stopped and looked at Instagram stories ads. So they work. It works. So like, well, you just, I want to see a lot. Yeah. So like I, every I, story in between every story, I've been seeing an ad. I, I've not seen them with that frequency, but maybe, uh, Maybe I'm just not following as many people. That's probably what it is. So could be. Uh, so let's move or forward I'm just here. Highly targetable. Yes, <laughs> you're just highly targetable. That's great. Um, I also tell a lot of ads to go away because I'm just like it's not relevant, and it, it truly isn't. Yeah. And then I save the other ones. So, so uh, that rundown of all those different things, it, they're not stopping. Instagram is not stopping with what they're. St- they're um, testing. They're actually testing a persistent stories bar within the main feed. So what does this mean? Well, what it means is that they're testing uh, the ability that basically as you scroll through your news feed, that top bar that shows you the stories, you know, the little circle bubbles with people's heads and avatars in them. Uh, usually you scroll and that stays up at the top and goes away. What they're testing is have that stay now at the top as you scroll and be persistent. And I'm kind of torn on this one. I, part part of me says, hey, that's great. Now I'll see if some, you know, if there's somebody has something new there while I'm in Instagram uh, scrolling through the feed. At the same time, though, it takes up a lot of space uh, yeah. real estate wise at the top of the screen. And I'm not sure that's going to provide the greatest experience when it comes to scrolling through the feed. So what do you think, Kim? I always look at the motivation behind these changes and I think, okay, so clearly they're really pushing stories and they don't want people to miss a story. And to the point that I'm by the way, I don't have that feature yet, but to the point that it's stories are always with you at the top of the screen. And so then I, you know, as an advertiser, I go right back to thinking better, you know, amp up on those story ads. So, yeah, I mean, if if you are watching the show live, you can see that this GIF image version of that happening that we have courtesy of the verge that we're showing here. I mean, it, it, I mean, without ha- seeing it in my hand, I can't give a, a full a, full opinion on it. But I, my mind goes those two ways. It's like, you know, do I want this? Yeah. I don't know. And I guess that's why they're testing it. I'd love to be able to maybe turn it on or turn it off. But I don't know. Part of me is just like, hey, stories needs to stay at the top of the feed and stay there. But we'll see. I, want, I wonder if they've done any sort of like if there is any sort of data on what percentage people post to stories versus their just plain Instagram newsfeed. Because I, I look at my kids' stuff and they never seem to post to their 
just plain Instagram. They're always posting to stories. So they're using Instagram so, as Snapchat replacement. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. That's very true because they don't use Snapchat <laughs> anymore. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because, I wonder, yeah. uh, you know, for, for me, it took me a while to get into stories because Instagram was for so long just images than just images and video and now has had stories for, gosh, like two years now. So and I'm right. only just now really starting to get into stories a bit more. So I think it's just a yeah. matter of what you're familiar with, really. So speaking of um, school age, so and really, this is more like university. Uh, it, apparently, uh, and this is one of those take it with a grain of salt ones because it's code hidden within the Instagram app reveals <laughs> type of stories that we find uh, that apparently the, they may be developing a new feature that allows college students to tag their school, their graduation year, and their major inside of their user profile. And this would allow them to find and connect with classmates on Instagram, which is interesting. Uh, again, this is not released. This is a uh, thing that is rumored. And, you know, again, somebody did digging inside of the code on the Instagram app, the Instagram Android app, for that matter, and found this. It was discovered by a, a Jane Manchun Wong. So possible new feature, possible implications there, uh, potential maybe ad, ta uh, ad targeting. For ads to, yeah, yeah, to, you know, college so. kids. So, do you see that ad that's right below it to the right? That plant on spider legs. Uh, yeah. And you see the gift and the plant. That's a little creepy. I just, it's completely, <laughs> it's completely so drawing of, my attention. So instead of squirrel, it's spider. Spider. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, so then. Moving on here. So some other things in the Instagram world. So Instagram is testing also in-app verification in the form of having an in-app verification form that is inside of the iOS uh, app. It's within right now. It's currently being shown inside of a test group to select iOS users and some Android will people will get to to take a look at that in the coming weeks. And essentially, Instagram is saying that the verification badge is a means to confirm that the account has an authentic presence of a notable figure, celebrity, global brand, or entity it presents. So again, basically, uh, celebrity or business or something along those lines is, is how I read that. And so this new form they're saying is is aimed at taking uh, is helping and protect users from scams by knowing that they're interacting with the real, you know, brand or celebrity, et cetera. So I, I think this is pretty cool. I mean, one of the, the biggest questions we get on Instagram through our DMs is, hey, how can you get me verified? And I'm like, we can't. <laughs> so. So, yeah, don't bother. Don't bother asking us. And by the way, yeah. this will be coming up at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but again, it's not probably going to be for the mass public. It's going to be more for, for businesses, et cetera. So interesting. Well, that's what I was wondering. Is the verification only for business accounts or, or business profiles or is it for everyone? Well, they don't say that it's personal accounts or business accounts. But what Instagram does say uh, you know, via ad week is they say that it's for, quote, the authentic presence of a notable public figure, celebrity, global brand or entity it 
represents. Now, I think we'd all say, well, I'm an entity. What? I may not be a public. I'm a, I'm a, some people would say that. I'm a notable Notable public figure. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm famous on Instagram. Um, We're not celebrities for sure. We, you know, I would say some of us are global brands. We're all global brands if we're interacting on globe and, uh, you know, and the internet anyway. So it is what it is. I, I, yeah. So that is all the Instagram news for now. Oh, no, there's one more piece. Sorry. So Instagram, and this is kind of a a shared news piece where Facebook rolled something out and announced something about Facebook and then Instagram. So we're going to come at this backwards um, is we've talked a little bit about this in the past. Basically, Facebook is expanding its support of the shopping within the Instagram app by rolling out shopping tags in the Instagram stories. We talked about this a few weeks ago. They're rolling it out to all brands that have shopping on Instagram enabled during the holiday season. And they're making that available to to all advertisers around the world. That's pretty big news uh, for a lot of people out there. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty big deal. But then in that same announcement, so why don't you take the rest of this one? In that same announcement, they talked about some Facebook ad stuff, which I think is actually pretty interesting. Um, well, they plan to roll out a video creation kit and where you can advertisers can incorporate existing images into templates for mobile video ads. And that's coming out in August for Facebook for Instagram, for Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, and Audience Network, and also, and Facebook's also going to expand its support of shopping. Well, we already talked about their support of shopping within the Instagram app by rolling out the shopping tags and stories, and then um, the augmented reality ads to Facebook Messenger. So that was announced at the F8 Developer Conference, and it's partnering with brands to bring those augmented reality ads to Messenger and. Then it also Facebook also confirms that a similar experience will start appearing in the newsfeed. Yeah. So um, right now the the AR ads are what you've seen, what we just showed the Michael Kors, Sephora, NYX, Bobby Brown, a lot of makeup and um, you know personal. Well, and let's personal let's kind. describe a little bit how this works for the podcast listener because they can't see this, and I think right. they'll get a bitter a bigger uh, you know picture a better picture of what an AR ad would really be like in the newsfeed. Right. right. So like in the newsfeed you might see you might see an ad for like the example we were showing Sephora. And you can actually try on different lipstick colors. And it, it I'm not really positive. I haven't seen any of these ads personally. And so I haven't been really able to try it. But I know that with Sephora you can do that. You can go and you know take a picture of your face and try the different lipstick colors. And so I think that in the ads, maybe it, it encourages you to take your picture and do that. It's like an interactive ad. I'm not positive how this exactly works, but that's what it sounds like to me that you can, um, it says that with the introduction of AR ads in the newsfeed, people can experiment with the brand's AR camera effects in just one click from the ad. So it does, it is going to incorporate a call to action with the camera. Uh-huh. And so you can 
I'm assuming it's going to be interactive in that regard that you say, hey, click your picture now and try on our lipstick or try on these cool sunglasses or whatever it might be. Or maybe for the ones like Pottery Barn, whoops, lost my face, but um, the ones like Pottery Barn, you know, take a picture of your room and then, you know, you can try different things. And and to me, it it looks a lot like the ad opens up something that's very Snapchat esque to where it's almost like those face filters, but instead of a filter, it's you're switching between uh, different versions of sunglasses or lipstick colors. And then you can send that over to somebody and say, Hey, what do you think of this one or this one or this one, you know, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is maybe I can see how that would be useful in messenger because then it's just a a one-stop shop. You try it, you send it done. Yeah. So uh, next up, in Facebook news, so Facebook and uh, well, Tech, TechCrunch reported this a while ago. So TechCrunch uh, back in mid-May announced, and and I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the show. Uh, they announced that Facebook was testing a new archive feature for Facebook Stories. It's similar to the one that's on Instagram Stories, and. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what they're saying now is that this is rolling out. This archive is rolling out um, for everybody, and it's a Facebook Stories archive that will allow for brands to utilize Facebook Stories a little bit more because maybe you've created something once. You can archive it. Then you can come back, and then you can share it out there again, which is pretty cool. That's that's what I was going to ask you about because it says that they'll be kept in your archive and – um, only you can see your archive. And so that I was wondering, okay, so are you going to be able to reuse this? How does that, you know, what's the point of it other than you're saving space on your own phone? Yeah, by es- essentially. Storing it in the cloud. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the other benefit right there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, other than that, other than that benefit, the, the other benefit is they go out there for 24 hours. It's there for 24 hours. You archive it, yeah. but then you can easily access it again and repost it again if you want to. So nice. you could have like a, you could create a whole bunch of different ones and have them on a rotation, 24 hour rotation if you wanted to. So hmm. yeah, it's pretty, cool. pretty cool. I, I mean, I think that that's a great idea. Uh, especially when we're starting to finally get more people into uh, Instagram stories for Facebook and especially for pages. And by the way, this was an announcement um, that Mari Smith, our friend Mari Smith made. So I want to make sure she gets credit there. Yeah. You can see her in the screenshots if you're with us live. Uh, We also want to make sure that you remember that this is your last chance to get to the recordings of the Facebook Ads Summit. The Facebook Ads Summit 2018 is the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts, at least until potentially Social Media Marketing World 2019. Uh, But for now, you can grab those recordings by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. So we were just talking about AR ads in the newsfeed on Facebook. Well, Snapchat has just come out with something called Lens Explorer, which is an easier way. I, I have always thought, you know, one of the things that I didn't like about Snapchat, let me just get, let's, let me just be real here for a second. One of the things I just didn't like about Snapchat was I would find one of those face filters that I really liked, but they would rotate in and out and they wouldn't always be there. Well, this Lens Explorer thing, allows you to search and browse throughout 100,000 unique community-generated lenses that have been built with Lens Studio. Not only that, it then allows you to add that 
to your standard, uh, you know, tray at the bottom of your augmented reality camera there on in Snapchat to keep it there, which is cool. I like that idea, being able to keep it down there and have, especially with this whole idea of it being community lenses and the lens carousel. That's what, that's actually the proper term is lens carousel uh, to, to be able to add those down to there. So uh, they've not just yet announced when it's going to be available, but it's going to roll out to iOS users first once it is released. That's pretty interesting. I wonder if it you there's a... a- a button or a tab or whatever on that lens that says add to carousel or if they just add the ones that you've used most most frequently or most recently. Yeah, I, I, I would assume there's either, you know, it's either that way or you press and hold maybe on the one that it, while it's there and it says, you know, keep in carousel or something along right. those lines. So, yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. So this is an e- this is a sneak preview that they officially have announced as far as this next update goes from Snapchat. Uh, but we do have another yeah. update here from Snapchat, which is pretty cool. We do. We do. So Snapchat um, TechCrunch is reporting that Snapchat appears to be developing a new camera search feature, which users can press and hold to identify an object, song, barcode, etc. And once once that object, barcode, whatever, has been scanned, you can see all the reser- results on Amazon. And this reminds me a lot of Pinterest, when you can use your camera to look at particular objects and then find matching stuff on Pinterest. Well, this would be similar, but only instead you'll see it all on Amazon. And Snapchat isn't confirming this. Amazon isn't confirming this. But um, according to the code in the Android, you know, all these code, code, uh, <laughs> Found in the code. Sneaky code. Yeah, found in the code on Android. Um, It says it lists the ability to surface sellers, reviews, copy URL of a product and share and send products to friends. So um, they're speculating that the links will be sent via Snap messages or Snapchat stories. I think this is super cool. Super cool. It's pretty interesting uh, for sure. It's something that would make me actually use Snapchat. Because I am an Amazon junkie. Like every day there's something Same being de- delivered here. Yep. I just like Same getting here. mail. Yep. So it's, yeah. So I think this is this is actually something that's really unique. And then, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll be mentioning that Instagram now has the ability to scam items. So <laughs> yeah. it won't take long. And Jeff C. in the comments is saying Pinterest is better. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it, it also makes me think of uh, Google Lens, which is also uh, one. Oh, of, yeah. You know, it it, it yeah. can identify the app or I sorry, not the app. It can identify the object and then give you information about what that is. So there you go. Right. Right. Uh, in other Google. news, sorry. here's here's a cool one. This this has pretty interesting ramifications. And this is a found in the wild. And it is courtesy of Matt Navarra. Facebook testing a mute button for all notifications. And before people get too down into the, I already turn off all my notifications for Facebook for my app. That's not what that means. It actually means turning on do not disturb so that notifications don't show up while you are using Facebook. And marketers, social media marketers across the world rejoice. This is the thing that's (laughs) going to keep you from 
jumping into the squirrel notifications while you're actually getting your work done inside of Facebook. I know this is going to help me. I know this is going to help you, Kim. And me. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm in here doing actual work on Facebook. I don't need a notification that's that's there. So uh, you can turn off um, – you can turn it off for different variations. It says 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, eight hours. Man, eight hours without Facebook notifications. I don't know if I can go wow. that long. Actually, that'd be a really great. <laughs> that'd be great. Oh, my gosh. But two hour, you know, one hour. Say, hey, I'm going in and I'm going to work on Facebook. I'm going to engage. I'm going to interact, blah, 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 whatever. And I know some people are saying, well, notifications help me do that. Yes, but maybe ju- maybe just do the 30 minutes. Maybe do 30 minutes right. and go through, then turn it back on and then go through the notifications. I don't know. Anyway, this is a testing thing. They're not saying this is rolling out, but you know, it pretty well legitimately looks like it's real when you look at these screenshots. And I really hope they roll this out. This is something that I would yeah. love to be able to turn on and focus with because with again, with so much of us, when so much of our work is inside of Facebook, the last thing we need mm-hmm. is to have the inbox dinging while we're trying to work in our email. That's why you can pause, you know, even even Google right now has it in Gmail where you can pause your inbox, work on your email, and then unpause it. Well, that's that's essentially what this is. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, and this was spotted by Matt Navarra. In yes. case we didn't mention that. Yes. So, as most things are. <laughs> great, <laughs> great point, we, Matt. We kid. So, uh, so next stuff. We've got some Twitter ad updates, and Twitter is starting starting to test promoted trend spotlight ads. That's a mouthful within the Explore tab. So this. This is like really huge, huge, because in the Explore tab, it's going to put this big, big visual banner with either a GIF or an image background atop the Explore section. So it's taking over the entire Explore section for the first two times a user visits it within a day. And then it'll go back to the regular trends list for the Explore section. And so uh, TechCrunch says that the first batch of these takeover ads will be coming from Disney. In the U.S., it doesn't say when they will be here, but this is, I mean, that's, if you can afford those ads, how amazing to be able to take over that entire section. That's a lot of real estate. It is. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big deal. I mean, I don't think a lot of our listeners are going to be able to afford to do this, but no, we'll no, see. No, but it's, it's, it's neat. I mean, and I think with a lot of these big brands, you tend to get better quality ads. So, um, it might actually be something that you want to see in the Explore section, which would be nice. Yeah. So in other Twitter news, ad news, Twitter has unveiled an ad transparency center. And it was initially announced back in October, but it's just now launched. And in part of their commitment to be more transparent because of all of the fake news, the political turmoil, all of that stuff that we don't want to talk about. The um, Twitter created this central hub where users can search for any Twitter handle and bring up every ad campaign that account has run for the past seven days. And now this is only includes the promoted tweets. Um, and But it does show if an ad was suspended and why it was suspended. So, oh, and here's another thing that's really interesting about it is anyone can access the ads transparency center. You don't have to log in to be able to do it. So this is, um, we should have a guide on how to spy on your competition. Now we've got a great way to do it on Facebook. (laughs) Facebook, We can spy on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. 
Always looking for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where are we at? What's up next here? Oh, so this one's what big. Twitter? This one's big. So yeah. another Twitter thing. This one's big, but yet not so big. So uh, essentially Twitter purged the locked accounts from the follower. Wait, let me say that better. Twitter purged <laughs> the locked accounts from follower counts worldwide. What this means is from from now going forward, follower counts are no longer going to include locked accounts in that number. So and and let me put this out there as I was looking at more information for this piece of for this story, Twitter's own account lost seven million followers due to this. So, uh, yeah, but a lot of people, I mean, ultimately, what you need to do is say, look, great. It, I mean, ours didn't really go down that much. I looked and it really didn't go down. I've saw other people tweet out, well, I only lost a few thousand and that means the rest of you are humans. Welcome. Let's keep talking, you know, that kind of stuff. So don't get yeah. too wrapped up in this. This is essentially them continuing to make sure that, that we are accurately, uh, you know, looking at the follower account and being uh, transparent about it. So there you go. Now, okay. So this, um, now I'm going to sound like a, Twitter newbie, even though I've been on Twitter for a billion years. But what exactly is a locked account versus a a fake bot I believe, account? So a fake bot account would be public and spammy. But right. a locked account is, I believe, oh, no, no, a locked account. I remember now. Uh, I, I had the same question because I, I kept thinking, well, isn't that just a private account? No, actually mm-hmm. what a locked account is, is when uh, Twitter notices unusual activity on your account and then forces a password change. And if the password then hasn't been changed uh, within a month, the account is locked so that it can't send tweets, can't retweet, can't like posts or anything. So it effect in effect, it's, it's been observationally spammy. And they said, Hey, we think you might've been hacked here, change your password. And then if they don't change their password, then it goes away. So there you go. Interesting. So it is somewhat That's still having to do with botish or spamish type behavior. Right. So. Right. Huh. Very interesting. So our next news is about Pinterest. The news is that Pinterest has added new collaboration, new collaboration tools that makes it easier to manage and communicate on shared group boards. So now if you're on a shared group board, you can keep track of what's happening with a new group activity feed. And that activity feed highlights when someone saves a new pin, adds a new section or new member joins and allows people to have conversations and share reactions about specific pins. And this new group activity feed, only people that can see the feed are members of that group. So um, they're the only ones that can see the conversation. And this, you know, I think that when you're on a group board, especially if it's a really large group board, you just get lost in the minutia. There's so much going on and you you won't see necessarily like a new member. Like I would like to know, you know, when a new member joins or a new section is added. So this is going to make it a lot easier to keep track of the activity on group boards, especially big group boards. Very cool. Uh, in other Pinterest news, they have introduced a one-click saving 
mechanism for the web. So what this is, is they have rolled out an update that makes it possible to save pins from the desktop web with just one click instead of having to click the save button and then pick a board. And so essentially, they will also allow you, by the way, to do a uh, they've added a drop down menu of your boards that appears on any pin you hover over for the ability to quick organize that. And they'll even predict which board you want to save the pin to interestingly enough so oh that's go. amazing that's i mean that's very cool i wouldn't yeah. want to just save a pin and not pick a board because right. that would give me just such a messy messy pinterest and I or can't maybe 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 you're not trying to pin stuff maybe you just want to save stuff and then scroll through and then pin it to the right board later so Ooh, either way it's very very got, good point you know you got you, you sound got like options. a pinterest master i am that's a good job but you know, <laughs> and and so then with this next one you're the whatsapp uh, <laughs> well, I do love WhatsApp. So this this isn't the most exciting news, but it's it's a little bit cool. What WhatsApp has launched is a new group setting where only admins are able to send messages to a group chat. So this is really a broadcasting feature, and it's more intended for like organizations, communities, schools to share important announcements and information within the app. So instead of having this big group and anybody can send anything through, you can have just the admins sending out the important stuff. So I think it's, you know, it's it's a one-way broadcasting, but it's it's a helpful feature. And I know it seems strange here in the United States because we just don't use it like in other countries. But I mean, in other countries, WhatsApp is a marketing tool. It's a communications tool. It's used much more um, robustly than it is here in America, though I think that it's starting to catch on a little bit here. And if I have anything to do with it, I will make sure it does. Well, it's important to note that this is a setting. So not every, you know, not every group uh, chat moving forward is is going to be broadcast only. But I'm telling you right now, I wish this was a setting inside of uh, text messages or iMessages to be able to say the originator that's sending these is the only person who can send them out. You know, so you can't have, you know, so in other words. That that chat that's created inside of texting, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can just oh, use it as broadcast, cool. and not one person or two people replying then goes. You know, so your phone gets lit up, and you know where I'm going with this. So, oh, anyway. amen to that. That is that is a brilliant idea. That truly is. I really wish that that we would need happen this everywhere. We need this option everywhere. Yes, we do. So um, now the the next little bit of news here is that WhatsApp is showing when messages are forwarded. So I guess I guess the problem is they're first they announced that they're going to start labeling forwarded messages sent in the app and making one-on-one and group chats easier to follow. And also so you can determine who originally wrote and sent the message. But apparently this was added as an additional level of security prompted by misinformation and online rumors running rampant through WhatsApp conversations between users in India. So WhatsApp saw this big problem and they decided to help circumvent it by adding this forwarding label. So, um you know, these aren't huge updates for WhatsApp, but it shows that they're still paying attention. They're on the ball and we love you. <laughs> well, we meaning you. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say I love them. But uh, all right. In other news, YouTube is expanding their copyright match tool to creators with over 100K subscribers. So this tool has almost been in beta for a year and this new 
copyright match tool, you know, rolling it out to creators with more than 100K subscribers. Uh, what that means is now that copyright match is designed to find re-uploads of your own content on there and then report it to you. This is a great thing for, for creators. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, remember the whole uh, – what's such a, a freebooting. Freebooting is yeah. when you take somebody's content and upload it as your own. Well, that this is a, a cool new way for people on YouTube with and and what the, what's great is they're allowing people that have 100k subscribers or higher to to use this. So uh, this is pretty cool. It's basically it'll show up, uh, you know, your content with a match, and you'll be able to then go to it and say, ah ah ah, that's mine. Boom. So. So it seems to me that this would be really big in the music industry Yeah, for everyone that reposts music videos. And I would love this because I'd, I'd prefer to have, see the music video from the original band or their, you know, let's say their Vivo account or whatever. And um, I think this this would be great for getting rid of some of that, that duplicate content that's just not as high quality. Right. Yeah, totally. So. This, is, this is this is great for that very reason. Yeah. So YouTube's got some other features rolling out only to Android. <clears throat> but anyway, so the first thing that they're rolling out is a new incognito mode. And they started testing incognito, <laughs> incognito mode <laughs> on Android in mid-May. And this week, according to 9to5Google, that um, they say that all YouTube for Android users now have access to incognito. incognito <laughs> holy cow. Incognito mode. <laughs> incognito mode and it allows the viewers to disable their watch and search histories on the app so you can already do this on desktop and you can definitely go and delete them Mm -hmm. but now apparently on the the app you're going to be able to do it also and the next the next little bit of news here is that the youtube picture in picture mode is going to be available for all u.s android users so in the in the united states and so Picture in picture used to only be a paid feature, and but now it's slowly rolling out to non-premium subscribers, and the full rollout is expected to be completed, actually already by this past week. Very cool. Uh, yeah. A month ago, Facebook announced that it was going to have news. They, they they were funding news shows that it would appear in a dedicated section of the Facebook Watch tab, and. These news shows will start rolling out next Monday, July 16th. So for you podcast listeners, that's today. And these are going to be started with the lineup that was previously announced, such as uh, ABC News, Advanced Local, Attention, CNN, Fox News, Mike, Quartz, and Univision. And so, yeah, if you are wanting to go check out what a news show on Facebook Watch will look like, head on over to Facebook Watch on July 16th. That's a Monday and see what you think. And with that, that is our show for the week. You can find, as usual, all the details, the links, the notes, everything that we talked about in this episode, in this social media marketing talk show recap. We have a recap every Saturday morning on social media, socialmediaexaminer.com. That is just that day. Jeez. It is. And I want to say special thanks to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts and to Grace Duffy, our show producer, for running this show behind the scenes, to Kim Reynolds, my co-host, and you, the listener and or watcher attending live. By the way, did you know 
if you're here with us live, we turn this into a podcast in case you miss this. And vice versa, if you are listening as a podcast, you can join us live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And all you need to do to get this show on your calendar is go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show and vice versa. Again, if you want to go to the, the podcast, it's in iTunes. It's in Google Play. It's in Stitcher. You can find it there easily. And with that, I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for staying with us and being with us this week. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.